Welcome back, everybody, to another HEK video game experience. It's been a long time. Glad to be back with you. Hopefully, we can have some more of these podcasts out more frequently. Took a little break there. I'm Hollywood Cole here with Clearfire. What's up, Clearfire? Welcome back, man. What's going on, man? It has been a while. You look different. You look a little more chiseled jaw. Look, look very. You've been you've been working out any in the gym? Probably look a little chubbier. <laughs> no, you don't no, look been, chubbier. Been, like your I've, beard I've, is very nice, like Kratos. I've been a short Kratos been, beard. It's a very short Kratos <laughs> beard. Uh, but no, I, I I actually have been trying to lose some weight because I am definitely dealing with some uh, overweight issues, and okay. so uh, trying to lose some weight to help with that, we help bring are. down cholesterol. That's that's a good thing you have to deal with when you hit forty. Yep. You have to start dealing with all this crazy stuff like that. So, um, just found out from the doctor that I actually have a deviated septum in my nose, ninety percent uh, blockage on my right side. And uh, his nurse called me today and said, oh, by the way, you also have uh, some other jacked up stuff in your sinuses from uh, what we see on your CAT scan or your CT scan you had the other day. Can you come in to talk to the doctor about it? So it looks like it's not going to be just a routine deviated septum surgery, but also more than that. So it looks like a uh, good old clear fire is going to be going under the knife soon. Dang. Yeah. I said a lot of people are like that, man. You can't just, you know, these, I don't know if it's your allergies that stop your nose up so then it like permanently damages it if it stays stopped up for so long you know what i'm saying because yeah. mine's probably like that too that's always one of them's always stopped up no mine's from uh i blame part of it on boy scouts uh usually before uh we we have our meetings there at the boy scout hut there behind the baptist church we'd play some crazy sports it wouldn't be really a sports game or anything it'd just be you know basically run each other over um, I've got cracked in the face several <laughs> times during that. And the other one I blame my wife on because she, uh, when we were dating, she's not a person that likes to be tickled. And I was just messing around with her one night and tickled her. And she said, don't do that again. I tickled her again. And she accidentally threw her knee up and kneed me square in the nose. Oh. And it sounded like a gunshot went off my head. I thought I broke my nose, but it didn't. Didn't even bust it either. I was surprised it didn't bust it. But yeah, I figured between those incidences there, that's probably why my nose is... <laughs> Slightly crooked. If you look at it, it is slightly crooked. Oh my god! Also, hilarious. A deviated septum. So between Boy Scouts and getting need in the in the nose from your wife. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. I'm, okay, I'll move on here because I was going to go on into something here. Well, what was the name of that game that we played? Throw the ball up in the air, grab it. Whoever got the ball, you gotta. <laughs> It, it was smear the something, but I'm not going to repeat the something just because it's, it's just because of the uh, PC ability there yeah. and trying to keep this a clean podcast. But that's the yeah, that's sport true. I that's was referencing I was, that we I played. I thought you were. Scouts. That's what I was like. Wait, wait no, exactly. like there's something there. I was like, I, exactly. I literally had forgotten all about that game until you brought it up. But uh, yeah, we'll keep it. We'll keep it family friendly. So what we're doing today is going to talk a little bit about the N64 and how. Uh, you know, the games, not necessarily get too deep into the N64 itself, but what games do we wish that we would have seen from the Super Nintendo come to the N64? And so there's a lot of, uh, uh, the, the title could be like, you know, what games do you wish they would have brought to the N64 from the Super Nintendo? So they being, you know, kind of any kind of word. We're not going to say Nintendo necessarily. It's going to be any game from the from the SNES period. 
um, and just kind of talk about it. We've learned a little bit, a few things about the N64 uh, personally that uh, kind of realized here. Um, so, and to do that, we brought in our old school retro gaming expert here, Mr. Swinging Thunder. What's up, Swinging Thunder? What's up, gentlemen? Glad to be here again. <laughs> Welcome. And I know you wanted to jump into that conversation so bad. I saw you. And I was like, well, he hadn't got introduced yet. You're going to surprise the audience. And that's why I bit so. my tongue. First, I was going to say, uh, <laughs> yes, Clear's looking mighty tasty with the beard. I was noticing that, too. I don't know. Uh, I've been single for a little while, so, I mean, I'm getting a little excited it's a black shirt here. with it. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, I mean, also, too, uh, um, since y'all have been talking so much about the beard, I did just receive this awesome beard care kit in the mail today from a buddy of mine that lives in Seattle. And since he was like a little bit slow on sending it to me, he doubled what he was going to give me. And so, uh, like, I got a bunch of cool new stuff. I got a peppermint beard wash. I can't wait to wash my beard and have it all oh, minty smelling. It's going to be so great. I can't wait to have a beard. I'm going to have that too, man. It looks good. I think it's that black shirt. It's like a floating head, and the beard just yeah, it's, sets it's it well, off. When he came on, though, he I don't know if you noticed, he had like this pose struck because he was like sitting there contemplating something like life or whatever. But I was like, he looks like a little model. Is that a background screen or what was going on there? He had the blur background, but then I was just sitting there. I'm looking at my settings and trying to set my settings. I guess that just the way I was sitting was just, I don't know. <laughs> I'd never be able to do it again. All right, so let's get this started, guys. So what we'll do is we'll just go down the list first, and I'm sure it's going to spur some conversation, and then we can just kind of get into whatever we were going to talk about the N64. I'll go last because I got a little trick, I think. But uh, who wants to go first? Anybody volunteer? Okay, swinging volunteers. Go ahead, swing. Okay, so... I might be beating you to the punch here, so I'm going to bring up a couple of things before I say my answer. Um, <laughs> so for the audience there, I got hit up yesterday um, from, <laughs> from last Hollywood. It was a last-minute call, and it was funny because the topic got brought up, and I just happened to see a subreddit on this very same topic, and I think the subreddit was NES or Super Nintendo game that should have went to the 64. And so the consensus on the subreddit, I'm not saying this is mine, was uh, Stunt Race FX. I don't know if you guys remember that after the FX chip came out for Star Fox or whatever on the Super Nintendo. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. And then I started thinking of like what games were on the 64. So as everybody knows, I'm a huge Castlevania game uh, fan, and they came out with a Castlevania game on the 64, and it was effing horrible. And it made me start thinking, like, yep. okay, other than Rare or Nintendo, who really nailed down a good, like, 3D 64 game? And then I started thinking about the fact that we've discussed this before with Super Nintendo games. Like, I think Super Nintendo had a lot of great beat-em-ups or side-scrolling action-adventure. What do you want? You know, Sunset Riders, Ninja Turtles, you know, Turtles in Time. And if you think about it, there were – I can't think of a single, quote-unquote, like, beat-em-up game for the 64 other than, like, fight Fighting Force 64 or Gauntlet. Yeah. Those are the only two games I can think of, you know, not counting fighting games or, you know, wrestling games. So I was like, okay, what games did well? And really I would think almost any decade or any generation you go with uh, gaming, you get really good vehicle games, racing games, whatever. So – my unorthodox pick is going to be Uniracers. I think a Uniracers game on the 64 could have been interesting. They did a great job with 
you know, Star Fox 64, they did a great job with Mario Kart 64. And once again, racing vehicle games usually do well. So as a weird as a thought is, I think that would be the one I would go with. Yeah, that is a good, that's a, that is probably about one of the better ones to, to think about that would fit on there. And so one of my little insights here, I'm not going to get into my game, but uh, is like you said, a 3D aspect. It's a little blocky. Well, Mar- I mean, Mario wasn't, but it is a little blocky. It's like a little weird. They all look kind of the same. Like, you know, and you wonder, is that because that's just how they designed the game? So, I mean, there's limitations. Well, you know, with could the limitations, they have. The limitations, real quick on that, I thought about that as well. Because if you go, you know, it was 64 and PlayStation were going on at the same time. So a CD held, what, like 700 megs of data? So you go back to like a Final Fantasy VII that had, you know, three discs and it's one point whatever gig. And then you have a cartridge that, honestly, if you load in the specs, I don't think the 64 cartridges were any bigger, hypothetically, than the Super Nintendo games. They're all like 32 megs. It's just the processing power of the consoles a little bit stronger. So that it, it's weird to look back at that question 25 years after it's a console. twice, you know, 64 Oh, it's way better than 16-bit. Well, <laughs> yeah, know? I'm sorry. I didn't it's do my math there, better. but it's four times Yeah, it's four times better. But, like, if you actually look at the cartridges, <laughs> you were very limited on what you could do. So, like, it's weird to have this discussion 25 years later as much as the general population understands IT and tech a whole lot better and just realize, like, the 64 was very limited. So it's it's weird to ask this question in 2023 versus asking this question in, 2003 or even 2013 you know with what we know and how we've seen things develop so once again if you'd asked me this 10 years ago my answer might have been like ninja turtles and it would have been interesting to see a four-player 64 turtles game and then you know 10 years later adding to that to today and i'm like i don't know how well they could have pulled that off yeah so you know you got Paper Mario that looked really good. So they have their they have their unique style. So that kind of throws a little mix into it. They all kind of wanted to go three D because that was a new thing. But clear, what you got, man? Well, uh, <laughs> so it's it's one of those things where I put a lot of thought into it in a little bit of a time. Okay. And sorry, I'm having to take a drink. My throat's battling. Um. So, you know, um, swinging kind of hit on some ideas and concepts there with the three-dimensional stuff on 64 being kind of blocky. And everybody knows my absolute all-time favorite game, at least from the 64, is Conker's Bad Fur Day. Yeah. Absolutely amazing game. Yeah. Still even holds up to this day. Yeah. Looks great on the 64. So funny, man. It's a hilarious game. It's got just silly stuff in it. It's just one of those games you just let go in it. And I was thinking to myself, you know, okay, what's one gaming, one game series that never really was on the 64? And of course, my first thought jumps to the things that I have been collecting recently. I've gotten quite a few items for that genre. And unfortunately, Swinging brought it up just recently, and I wanted to like throw a book at him because it's like, all right, just take out my talk there. And so I'm thinking Ninja Turtles, but I'm not thinking of it as in the same sense of a beat-em-up. I'm not even thinking of it in the same sense as like Mario 64, thinking more of it in a conquer's sense. And hear me out on this. 
it wouldn't be such a serious Ninja Turtles game. Because look at Shredder's Revenge that we just all three played. It was an amazing game. Great, fantastic. Had new twists in it, fun stuff in there. Relied really heavily on the TV, TV series and the toys. Because we all know there's a lot of toys that weren't even in the TV series. So my thought is, is why not have a Ninja Turtles that follows the toy lines? You can still play as your main four characters switching back and forth. Conker's kind of had the same thing in some areas where you switched a little bit. And have that thing where you're going through the different stuff of the actual TV series. You're hitting on something that's really not been delved into too much in a Ninja Turtles game. Yeah, you beat them up, kind of touch on it, but they don't really like follow the TV series or run with the TV series or even run with the toys. It would be a very interesting three-dimensional turn on something that's really not broken out very well from the 2D side-scrolling beat-em-ups. And so, just the growth there and the potential there, I think, would be really awesome and be a cool way to explore the different areas and actually have that growth and move out. So you can actually, like, instead of just running the single path, running through that w open world, that open area like in Mario 64 where you're open, you know? Yeah, you go into a zone, but in that zone, you're nice and open and run all over it. I, th I think that could be a really interesting thing, and you could have... Different you know, twists and turns there. So, quick question then. Who made Conker's Bad Fur Day? Because going back to overthinking it, I, I would trust Rare during the 64 days mm -hmm. to make anything like that. You know, Donkey Kong Country. I can't remember if they made Conker's Bad Fur Day, but they made Banjo-Kazooie, Banjo-Tooie. They did. And they then, did. you know, and then obviously Nintendo killed it, but like Ninja Turtles was a Konami uh, property for the longest time. And once again, as me as a Castlevania fan, Castlevania 64 is the worst Castlevania game ever made. It is horrible. <laughs> I wish they had put it on the maybe, Switch, though. They got two uh, of the them 64 on the 64. One? Yeah, yeah, the, the Legacy awesome. of Darkness was basically a, a remake, and it's not as bad, but the first one <laughs> A remake is of just, the 64 one? <laughs> yeah. No, they, 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 it's just oh like an gosh. enhanced version. It's, it, the, oh, that okay. one's a little bit better. Yeah, it's like Legacy of Darkness is what it's called, but... No, Ninja Turtles yeah. would be awesome. I love Clear's idea, but like that's what scares me is overthinking it. Like Rare and Nintendo, I would 100% trust on the 64 making a 3D game, and I don't know if I – I cannot remember a company outside of those two who even came close to doing a good job with it. Well, even in, even in this sense, I, I wouldn't even trust Nintendo in this situation. It, it would be solely be Konami, sign over the rights to Rare – for this one game, only this, let them do their thing. Let them make something that's going to basically bring you in millions of dollars for you just sitting there and letting them do their thing with it. it oh, it's one of those things. And it, it, I mean, it's like one of those things. It's just like what you've pointed out several times. They're swinging. I mean, 64 was a great system. But when you really think about it, I can go back to Super Nintendo and find a lot more games I liked there and loved and enjoyed more there <laughs> than I did 64. 64, yeah, you're talking about it brought in a new age where you're getting the, you know, the 3D games and the multidimensional games. But I mean, it's the same way with PlayStation. How many PlayStation 1 games were just those games that really you want to go back and play? Now you got them on PlayStation 2, 
but you don't have them on PlayStation 1. And 64 hits that same place. It's like that transitional phase for Nintendo and even Sony. It's just the transitional phase of gaming, period, that just... It, it put us into a new era, but it didn't give us anything amazing other than, you know... Before Mario before we get into that, before we get into that, like that, because we're gonna we're gonna dive into that a little bit. I want to hit on this Nintendo on this Ninja Turtles game because that is a, that's a very that's a good idea. And if you think about it, like Rare uh, did Conquer, so I, you know Clear's always talk about Conquer. I never played it back in the day. I did turn it on for the Rare replay on the Xbox One and started playing it. It is funny, man. I mean, it, those jokes are really good and funny. The timing on those jokes. Somebody did a good. I mean, whoever wrote those things, I mean, that, that's not just something you can just throw together. I mean, that the seems to be... The script was off the chain. It was just amazing. <clears throat> yeah. And so think about it this way. If this, and it's just, this is just... A, if getting, I don't want to get off topic here, but think about this game you came up with clear. And except for you don't play as the Ninja Turtles, you play as Shredder, right? And so you're having to have the same type of comedi- uh, comic relief and stuff as with Bebop and Rock City. Crane's the boss that's always giving you a hard time. It's like, you know, and you have to kind of live through that, and you got to fight the turtles every so often. I guess that would be the only two things you have to fight, but then you'd have to go, you know, fight the cops because you're trying to pull off this great heist or whatever. Just something random like that. Anyway, that, that <laughs> kind of, I just I mean, thought about that with the would, comic writers of Conkers. You, you would still have to fight Baxter Stockman every once in a while. You'd yeah. still have to fight Metalhead every once in a while. You'd still have to fight Slash yeah. every once in a while. There's a lot of people that Shredder yeah. actually has to fight on the side. I mean, heck, even at times he'd have to fight Krang. I mean, Krang in that big old, you know, yeah. funny man suit thing that he has, the android. Just, I mean, he. It, it, so you see what I'm it's saying? So it's so so open there, but I mean, you can make that game in so many different angles, yeah. And you have well, so much to delve into, and can make th- it fun and make it a new. And there's new. what there's what you hit on earlier, just what you just said, fun. So what I remember from the '64, honestly, I, I, one of my favorite games has got to be No Mercy on that. But it's just the fact that you had four controllers, four players, so many, and it was just fun playing Mario party, playing the Mario sports games where there's like Mario golf or, you know, Mario tennis. And that's, that's what I really remember from the 64 is just, you know, and we've talked about this before that dorm room setting, when you've got four five, eight guys in the room together, you're handing controllers off or you're all four playing, you know, and I mean, even some of those games, what Wayne Gretzky's hockey or, you know, NFL Blitz or that was awesome. the 64 was made for like that four player multiplayer thing. And so like the game you're suggesting would be incredible, you know, whatever, you know, whatever way or take you would do. And like you said, yeah, rare. And so that's that hindsight's 2020, but it goes back to me overthinking it. Cause like I said, it would have to be rare or it'd have to be Nintendo. Cause yeah. I, I really off the top of my head cannot think of a single other company who knocked out a 3d platformer action adventure game on the 64 that I can recall. So you hit on a really good point that I want to point out there. Most of the games you listed are Mario games. You can do the same thing for super Nintendo. You can do the same thing for Nintendo and do the same thing for Wii. Maybe Wii U. I didn't play enough Wii U and the same thing for switch. That's kind of like a Nintendo bread and butter thing right there. And so I just kind of don't even think about that in those situations because it's like, that's Nintendo. That's what they do. That's what's kept them running this whole time. And then you have the anomalies like a Conkers or NWO WCW Revenge. I mean, and you got got all those different ones in there that scatter along the lines that are that are great. But you just don't have anything solid outside of 
you know, out, out, really anything out, solid outside of Mario that was really big on the 64. You go to and, the NES, uh, the Super NES. I mean, it's just the Turtles games. Turtles well, games on, on a Nintendo. I mean, on NES. I mean, you've got a lot of great games on those two systems. 64 so, never broke out. So, like you said, though, I mean, a lot of great games, obviously, Nintendo are Nintendo exclusives or Nintendo property. And, like, that's the other thing I thought about was they brought every franchise to the 64 that I can recall except for Metroid. You know, obviously, Super Metroid on the Super Nintendo. But, I mean, Metroid Prime came out on the GameCube and then to the Wii. And that's, that's where I'm saying so much time has passed that you sometimes... F-Zero. They brought F-Zero to 64. They brought, you know, well, Rare brought Donkey Kong Country. You know, we went from Donkey Kong Country to Donkey Kong 64, Donkey Kong. I don't think it was called Country. But, like, every big Nintendo franchise other than Metroid off the top of my head was represented on the 64. And, of course, Nintendo did a great job with it. But, like I said, outside of them, like you're getting at, Clear, you've got a handful of outliers. But for the most part, it's it's a Nintendo game or bust with the 64. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nintendo and Pretty Rare. Much. You had a claim that had the Turok series. You had um, EA that actually made um, World is Not Enough, which is a great James Bond uh, compared to Goldeneye, which mm-hmm. is rare, of course. Um, so yeah, that this is that's kind of it's very hard to think of anything different. Most people just think of Goldeneye. They think of Mario, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask. They think wrestling games, and then those arcade Super Blitz. Smash Brothers. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Is uh, and so that's kind Party of a, games. yeah, exactly. So it's not necessarily the same for. I remember some really in-depth experiences on the Super Nintendo, and this is the kind of stuff I started realizing. Like, what game would fit, right? What game would go well with N sixty four from? And so then it hit me out of the blue, just literally like fifteen minutes ago. The best game would obviously be Saturday Night Slam Masters, that would go to the N sixty four. I wonder where you got that from. <laughs> yeah, so Coastal called me and brought it up, but you know, and he's joking around and laughing. But and, you know, but really, think about an arcade. That's not my game, but uh, I'll get into it. But that is true. <laughs> as you guys were talking, <laughs> um, you know, seriously, like uh, you know, WrestleMania, you know, two thousand, all these, those are f- amazing wrestling games. Um, and think of one that's maybe a little bit more arcadey. I don't know how we can get more arcadey, but just like Saturday Night Slam Masters arcadey. Anyway, something like that could be kind of fun. But so anyway, I was thinking, what would go? So my initial thought went to Earthbound, right? Because we didn't hear a lot about that. And and they did try to make an Earthbound 64 from Mother 3. And it got can- it didn't get canceled, but they, they moved it to the Game Boy Advanced instead of the 64, which, you know, whatever. I don't know why. All right, so you're like, okay. Then you think about all the Nintendo games that they do well. They pretty much brought everything besides Metroid over already. So there goes that. Um, but one franchise that's kind of disappeared that was a great franchise that I really liked was Act Razor. And I can't believe I would love for them to have somehow implemented the more, you know the God Mode and the in the 2D side scroller or make it you know a uh, 2D is great. Um, they could have done something with that. Um, you know, I think that would have been a fun one. Maybe even make it more RPG-ish because it was starving for RPGs on yeah. the uh, N64. Then, of and course, see, when, yeah, yeah, go when ahead. You were talking early, when you were talking earlier, um, just a few minutes ago, it popped in my head, you know, 
some of our you know favorite games and it's still got the crazy memories of the whole easter incident of 19 whatever where hollywood <laughs> gets final fantasy 2 in his easter basket oh, so my parents and say i only you know only got candy in mine and yeah. um there's no final fantasies on 64 you know yeah. so I mean, final fantasy 7 was on playstation i mean i understand that it was like multi-disc and heavy intensive on data you can make a bigger chip there's bigger chips yeah. out there there's bigger boards that can go in there i mean they could have done something like that and they would have worked great i mean because look at the graphics on the 64 mario 64 compare it to final fantasy 7 graphics you got about the same so the only yeah. rpg i thought rpgs as well because obviously we're all rpg guys and the only rpg i could really remember having fun with on the 64 was tactics ogre that was the first tactics ogre game i ever played that was yeah. a lot of fun on the 64 but so the thing i never that played that me, one that one that one was fun but the thing is that scares me is the graphics as i thought about that i was like what if they did final fantasy 7 on 64 if they'd ever made that deal with and I, I just had this horrible image of like quest 64 or some super super i mean get, don't get me wrong cloud's pretty blocky on the playstation one but i could just imagine a super super blocky with the wonky 64 camera trying to do a Final Fantasy S type game is what came to my mind. It didn't come out good, and from yeah. my point of view. But I'm always going to point back to Conkers. Look at what Conkers did, and totally is not. It's not as half as blocky as what Mario 64 is. Conkers looks good. It looks smooth. I mean, it looks smooth to this day when I spin it up on a 64. If you follow that same pattern, that same design there, you get you get some good-looking stuff. I mean, come on. They did a Xenomorph. Animated Xenomorph in Conker's Bad Fur Day. And it looked great. I mean, you have fire demons jumping around in Conker's Bad Fur Day. And it looked great. And today, you still can look at it and say, that looks like a really good game. You take that and put that type and that styling with a Final Fantasy VII that was blocky, just as Mario 64 was, clean it up with Conker's styling. You got a, you got a recipe for a, a pretty good version there. No, I, I mean, I agree. It's just, like I said, I, I, if this is where us being, you know deep in the culture of video games and being around for the good chunk of all this stuff. It's just me thinking back and looking back and going, hmm. I don't trust this company. I don't trust this company. You well, know, exactly. it's, it's a lot. Again, it's, a lot it's, like, it's, it's a lot of that is what really kind of gets to it. And then, you know, and I think me and Hollywood have both hit on it other than Metroid, which they bring out Metroid prime and GameCube. They brought every Nintendo franchise that I could think of. And so, and then, yeah, I was. I did a quick little scan, and I mean, like, I was thinking, okay, NBA Jam was fun, but you know, they had NBA Jam or NBA Hang Time on the sixty-four. They had NFL Blitz on the sixty-four. I mean, they had a lot of sports games taking advantage of the four-player, you know, controllers. So, yeah, there wasn't a lot of franchises I could think of where it was just because it's at the beginning of the three D revolution that I'm like, man, I'm just. You know, now, if we we sat there and said, you know, which. OG game would you have liked to see it on the PS2 or PS3 when they've kind of gotten that formula down that might be a different story like ActRaiser on the 64 honestly for me I I, I don't think it would have been that good if, if it had been ActRaiser on the GameCube or past okay I think you know with the hardware with the technology with 
how games had developed at that point, that'd be a very, very interesting sell to me at that point. But like knowing that the 64 and the PlayStation were the origins of this whole 3D and how do we do 3D and and like I said, maybe I just have a very bad taste in my mouth from Castlevania, to be honest with you. Because well, the thing is like exactly said, what you're saying. It's it's the uh, what you had mentioned before, like hindsight's 2020, right? And so after trying to think of this game, you know, so Nintendo wanted to do cartridges because piracy. That's the only reason they 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 make it. They try to make it something else is because they were scared of piracy until they developed this optical disc for GameCube. Then they come out with the disc version. All right, they're so scared that they're going to lose their IPs. You know how stingy they are on YouTube, all that kind of crap still. And that cost them a lot. That's why there was no Final Fantasy VII there, right? And so, uh, and then you go, okay, well, what happened to Dragon Quest? They could have come out there. There was no no RPGs. They could have killed it with Super with Nintendo 64 just by having the only RPG that's worth anything. And they still chose to go with PlayStation with Dragon Quest Seven. So it's like, PlayStation was killing it, right? With with the disc, it doesn't matter. They t- overtook Nintendo. Had lost footing right there because they were scared. And um, and you're right. Act Razor would that be good? Probably not. I mean, I'm the same way. What game would be right? There's not really one. You you said Uni Racers. That's a pretty simplistic game. Uh, that's about the only way. I mean, you're like, what game could you put on there? And a clear made his well, own game up, right? So yeah, and I mean, that's what I'm saying. Made yeah, yeah, that's right. And that's why so, I said so, Uniracers because I thought it would. I, I just because they had such good, yeah, a good record with vehicle games. I was like, okay, that would make sense to me because it would I'm, because it's hard to imagine a game that would be good because the, they had to limit their technology. They had to do everything three D. They had to try to change. You know, just, it's just hard to imagine any game that would be good on there because there's, well, it's limited. So I mean, and I, and I'm gonna beat this horse dead, and I'll beat this horse dead until the day I die. But it's Conkers. Conkers, the reason why I think it's so great and it that, that other games could use that same formula if they you know worked with, of course, it's that whole if they worked with Rare kind of situation or even could follow Rare. It's the fact that Conkers benefits from being late in the life cycle. It was so late in the life cycle of N64, it saw all the mistakes, all the missteps that the games before it had made and was able to make a great game well, for the 64. I, I, I agree and I disagree with you there because I think Rare had a great. It's it's interesting. Like it's again hindsight twenty twenty and us being, you know, big nerds about video games is. It's interesting when a company has a run and you know Rare was killing it during those years and then you know Bioware had a a run with you know Dragon Age and Mass Effect and then Andromeda kind of just stopped them in their you know like Bioware is not talked about the same way as Bioware was talked about ten years ago. You know, it's an amazing how one bad game can kind of throw you off. But, like, sometimes it's just that perfect mixture of the right company coming up with the right IP at the right time on the right console. You know, and do they well, keep Bioware's it or do they not? Other, yeah, BioWare's got other issues than just well, they, the one they, bad they, game. There are you know other what things I mean. that just were derailed. You know what in. I mean, though. But what I'm saying <laughs> is, like, it's almost like, you know, we're all sports guys as well. You know, you get a, a mini dynasty going, and then it's just amazing when you, you don't know it's over till it's over. Looking back, like, oh, well, that's those are the steps, or that was the start of X, Y, or Z, you know? Well, exactly. I mean, I mean the 64 wrestling games that we played, because pretty much the 64 wrestling games were the best. I mean, they really were. Hands I, down. I picked up, I've picked up, game, I've picked up wrestling games after that, Hands down, they don't hold a candle to the 64 games. There's one exception to that rule, actually. Uh, here comes the pain on the PlayStation 2. 
can compete with the 64 ones, and that's about it, though. Well, but, here's I mean, a... I'm gonna leave it alone. I'm gonna leave it alone. I'm gonna leave that one alone. That was us another one. Here's what I've realized doing this is that I've got to say it on the record here that I'm starting to doubt was the N64 actually a good console or not. And a lot of there's a lot of debate about that on YouTube and all this. And you know, it holds a special place for us as growing up gamers that you know we saw Mario 64, which is 3D, which is amazing. Ocarina of Time, amazing. Any of these 3D games that was done at uh, Golden. I when they fired I mean I remember to this day the first stage I saw was walking through the facility in the air vents and shooting the guns against the wall and lift the bullet hole it just sounded so great and that was amazing to us back then so those are implanted into our memory as like man this is an amazing thing but in retrospect after you know PlayStation is half the power of the of the 64 in terms of the bits right 32 bit but obviously CD it's got more memory stuff like that but, um, you know, and it dominated. And so it's like you're saying about Conkers. Conkers, I mean, it looks like a Nintendo 64 game. It's just the writing and the, and the play. You can, any game that you can really do that well is going to do fine. Um, and so no matter, regardless of the system. But I think Nintendo just really shot themselves in the foot. They did. They've been trying to make up for it ever since with the GameCube, which is okay. I wasn't ever a big GameCube fan. That's by the point, you know, PlayStation 2 was out and everybody, PlayStation already blown up. PlayStation 1, so then PlayStation 2 was just... You remember how hard it was to get one of those? $1,000 on eBay back in 2000? That's like $5,000 now or something. You know what I'm saying? It's like crazy. So that so my point to, well, to I, what before, you... Before, well, well, hey, before you, before you jump, before you jump, I just want to make one small comment. Revolutionary does not equal greatness. And so... The N64 no, was revolutionary, was oh, not yeah, great. Yeah. I wouldn't even say it was revolutionary. I think what it shows is if you the analog have sticks. A- How is it not revolutionary? That's my one question. It brought 3D to the forefront of gaming. How is it not revolutionary? I mean, Sony was right behind them. I, I, okay, if the 64 right behind them. Behind them. Uh, okay. 64 did I- it. 64 brought it and kept it in the spotlight behind them. Even the Genesis. You saw Genesis 32X, Sega CD, Sega Saturn... The the, the um, Dreamcast, great systems. They did not hold a candle to a 64. I'm a Genesis guy. I'm a Sega guy, and I'll sell it to you that all day long. 64 is revolutionary. Don't care what anybody says because it brings 3D gaming to the forefront. But like I said, revolutionary does not equal greatness. It was revolutionary. It was not great. Couple I, of great I don't games, think it was though. a good... I don't. I don't think it was a good console. Now that you bring it into that light, what I would say is Nintendo. It shows Nintendo's staying power because they don't have one or two tricks. They've got a. They've got an entire you know barn full of franchises that they could pull out, and people whether nostalgia plus the quality that they make these games has held it over. I mean, like honestly, if you ask me, if it wasn't for Bungie and Halo, I think the Microsoft would have died. I think the Xbox would have died. That is the yeah, only reason have. the Xbox compared. You know, one hundred percent true. And I mean, unfortunately for Sega, it was Sonic, and it was a couple of other cons. I mean, you know, you know how that goes, clear. But like, you know, Sonic was their main staying power, you know. And then, but it wasn't like Nintendo where you have Mario and you have Link and you have you know Donkey Kong and you have. But Metroid. even if Nintendo, if, if Nintendo just had Mario, they adapted Mario time and time again. Sega never adapted Sonic. You're they right. They tried to keep on making Sonic the same way for every new system. Every new system, Mario had something different. 
something new, something no, bigger, something greater. It's it's in the quality of the Nintendo games as well. Like I mean, if Nintendo was just in it for money, I, I you know can you imagine us all playing Mario Kart, whatever, cross platform on a PS5 and a Xbox Series X yeah, with thirty two racers? You know, like they would sell out. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough, man. I mean, it's it, they they struggled until I mean they struggled until the Switch. I mean, I'll go ahead and say that. I don't think any even though the Wii sold oh so many million like dude the Wii sucks, man. I hate to say it. I hate motion controls and it has so much shovelware on there. You can't even. I mean, it's just terrible. And then the Wii U was actually a good system. I enjoyed the Wii U. They just didn't have any party support, third party support, and um, everybody thought it was a snad onto the Wii. And then, then the Switch comes out, and oh my gosh, so so much fun! It's not, only Nintendo can do the games that they do, like with Smash Bros. And uh, I like the Mario Rabbits. I just got that. Splatoon's. Come on, guys, do something else. Quit breaking the same game over and over and over and over. I just bought Splatoon, Splatoon. three because my kids That's, wanted it. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I mean, look at I mean, Nintendo. They've had to recover from somewhere because sixty four was, even though it was revolutionary, it just held them up. GameCube brought them down big time. GameCube was a, even though it was a cool system, it was too gimmicky, and they tried to make something and tried to course correct. They went the opposite direction, just totally polar opposites there, and just people were like, "Oh my gosh, this is going to be a great system. It's something new. We've had such a terrible system. Sixty four was okay. GameCube's terrible. Now we're going to get the Wii, and so let's go buy it like crazy." And that's what happened. But as soon as that first year and a half of buying wore off it it basically bottomed out yeah you got to have a lot of third-party support i mean that's going to put their best games and their best foot forwards and now you know switches i don't know what the ratio is for how many switches are sold versus ps5s versus xbox x's or whatever but right right now switch to ps5 is almost a one-for-one sell really um are they leading close uh at one time they were series x is still they won't really. Re- they still won't release the official numbers. It, yeah, it's is like that- for every one PlayStation sold, about a half of it. You know, a little more than half of the Xbox Series X is sold. Um, it, it's weird though because if you look at it from just the U.S. market, it's almost flipped. You almost have more as Series X is sold than you do PlayStations. But hand over, but time over time. Nintendo still stay in pretty neck and neck with whoever the top is at all times. I mean, for several months of last year, Nintendo was leading the sales of both of them almost two to one. It, so, I mean, if you look at it from Switch lifespan to PS5 lifespan, it's I think it's close to a one to one sale ratio. Well, it's pretty close. Well, it's, it's because, I mean, Nintendo's incredibly smart. I mean, they take chances and goes back to for every GameCube favor- failure they have. I mean, they dominated the handheld for, you know, two decades at this point. Yeah, that's you know? what they did, and then, yeah. and then they get smart, and they go, you know what? We'll make it all in one. You, you know, you can do it on yeah. your... And, I mean, it was brilliant. Because now, you know, you sit there and you go... I mean, I have a PSP and I have a PS Vita, and I love both of them. But, I mean, Nintendo mm-hmm. just tapped them out. They tapped them out. And, I mean, Pokemon in and of itself carried, you know a lot of that, just the popularity of that franchise. I mean, don't get me wrong, Nintendo still did a good job with the DS, the 3DS, whatever, you know, before the Switch, but like, and then on the, weirdly enough for Sony, I mean, the PS Vita, you didn't have a lot of great games. You really didn't. I mean, you'd have like one or two outliers, but it's just like, people were just shoveling crap, especially on the PSP. 
There's a bunch of junk that just came out on the PSP. The real thing that sold the PS Vita was the fact that you could do remote play. Exactly. 100%. That was the, big, that was the biggest thing that sold it. I mean, that, that's really what sold it, and that was the only thing that kept it afloat. Um, honestly, too, going back to the old Nintendo uh, handhelds with Pokemon, they could have pretty much dropped almost any game that they were making for handhelds and made Pokemon-only games for handhelds, and they would have like stayed steady and even oh, yeah. increased in sales because Pokemon was the bread or is the bread and butter for the handheld games because it's it's more fun mobile pokemon go is prime example of that now granted i don't think that's a great game it it's a fun game people like it but the fact of the mobility and getting you out and things like that i mean it's just pokemon makes sense as those types of games another thing that's helping nintendo with their switches like three different types of switches switch light mm-hmm. switch and switch oled Three different types playing to several different markets. They have market saturation. Smart move. Also, too, look at the different types of switches you can get, like different designs of the switches you can get. Switch Lite has tons of colors you can pick from. Very unique. Has, you know, Pokemon editions, has Zelda edition, all that kind of stuff. Same way with the switches. Same way with Switch. With, oh, well, Switch OLEDs are starting to get more of those. They've got a Pokemon that just came out for that one. Or it's going to, I think. I forget if the Pokemon game came out, the Violet and Scarlet. I think it just came out. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, that's that's Nintendo, though. That's so but, yeah. They've learned. So this is the thing, too, man. When you when you have these failing systems like that and failing, uh, you know, hardware, and this just goes for all lessons in life. You know, if you are failing and learning from it, it's not a it's not a failure. You know, you've heard that, but it is true. They've learned and taken it and moving because. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was hard. You know, I've got to think, well, maybe I just got to spend some time to sit here and think about which Super Nintendo game would be good on the 64. I can't think of one. So I start to think, well, I can always say Shadow Run. I can always say some RPG. That's the catch-all, right? And just because I need RPGs on there. But the truth is, man, it's, it's not so much I can't think. I don't know how they would do any of these, right? They'd have to innovate well, like they do. Sorry, but I didn't catch up. Go ahead. I don't think there's a... Well, I'm just saying I don't think there is a good one, right? Um, but well, I do think... And this is the problem. They, they did that. I do think that the N64 is a revolutionary system. It did the, did the analog control stick, right? Remember, that was a big thing with the... Oh, Mario's running and all around oh, in a yeah. circle. And and so they wanted to implement that. They wanted to implement 3D. They had to do everything 3D and everything analog, of course, because you got 3D. kind of goes hand in hand. And so, like, you could ask Donkey Kong fans. Do you think they think six, Donkey Kong 64 is good? They had so many collect, and they, they they that's been proven that the amount of collectibles in Donkey Kong sixty four is like absurd compared to all the others. So that you ask, you, you can go on YouTube and find all this stuff about why they thought it was terrible. But they tried to implement all these things instead of just they had Donkey Kong Country. Man, it was good, and so I think that hurt them trying to do that instead of just making instead of doing a one good thing really good. They try to do a bunch of really good things. Well, the th- I mean, I'm, I'm sure, I mean, obviously this is not my industry, but I'm sure that's a hard thing to do with all that stuff. And we'll go back to my Castlevania game then. So like I said, I hated Castlevania 64. It's the worst one. They try to do it to like that. Yep. And so, but going back to you creating the perfect sequel. So like, say, let's take our topic of today out of it and you can put it on any console that you wanted. Well, you know, uh, Castlevania, on the PS3, Xbox 360 generation, they they renovated. You've played this game, Hollywood. They did Lords of Shadow. I love it. It's, love it. I love it too. I absolutely love it too. Now it is a God of War clone, which you know you yep, get solid. Is. Say, you know <laughs> it is awesome. They they took a chance. It looks incredible. It's a very interesting twist on the lore and the story of 
the you know the tried and true Castlevania. I thought they did a great I job. I like the story. I, I as a fan loved it, and it bombed. It did not. Well, technically, the first one did well, and then the second one bombed. But like, and Konami has not made another uh, new Castlevania IP since then. There's not been a new Castlevania game made, not including like mobile, but like on a console of any kind, has not been done since Lord of Shadow Two. They took a chance. I loved it. It bombed commercially. The second one did, and they have not touched. Oh, it second ever was since. terrible. So you don't consider like the Bloodstained, all those kind of games? Oh, I mean, so good. It, I mean, <laughs> I, lo- I, I mean, love. That's that's not good. I love. I haven't played Bloodstained, so I don't. I don't know. Uh, you know, um, now, they did it. They did not, a, That's that's not a Castlevania game. I mean, it's, it's not. Like, talking about Castlevania. It's, so, Ig, it's called the Ig. So I can't think of his first name, but it's Iga or Iga I G A something. But he's like the guy who made. He was the main dude on yeah. Symphony of the Night. And yeah. him and Konami had a falling out, and so that's that's a what do you call it? The uh, when you raise the fundraising when I can't think of the name of the Kickstarter the website. It's a Kickstarter. Kickstarter. That was a Kickstarter thing. And if you haven't played it, clear, and you like Symphony Night, he's given so many extras to that stuff in Hollywood. I don't know if you've played it in a while, but like there's been so much added to that game, free, like just free updates. Yeah. Like they made it, they made a old school version of Castlevania. With the characters, so it's like an eight-bit platformer, but it's got super nice graphics. They've added like four different playable. There's there's boss rush boss rush modes, but I, I guess what I'm trying to say with the sequel stuff, it's kind of one of these things where because of where we are, how old we are, how long we've been in the you know loving this hobby, I, I don't know. Lessons learned, good and bad, as we look back and go, okay, if I could create a sequel, like I said, if you'd asked me this ten years ago, my answer would be completely different. It really would be because you know or a few years after the 64. Man, I really wish that it came out with this on this. Or, you know, like at that time if the GameCube was out, I would have been like, dude, Metroid Prime's awesome. They should have put this on the 64. We could have played this on the 64. Yeah. You yeah, know? I mean, I, I mean odd, oddly, if you would ask me six months after, ten years from now, from from now, Conquer. ten years <laughs> back, it, it's going to be that same line of that Nintendo <laughs> I mean, well, hell, I'm always going to say Conkers. <laughs> Conkers is my favorite game, period. But I'm it, always going to say that Ninja Turtles Conkers mashup type of thing because I just, I don't know. I loved that whole gameplay that Conkers brought. It wasn't just the game. It was the gameplay. It was the mechanics. It was all the different bits and pieces all together. The perfect timing of everything, the script, everything just all together. It was one no, of those just perfect storms i remember renting it and dying laughing for the first 20 minutes of playing like the intro when he's drunk and he's stumbling in the bar and all that uh now you know my I mean, inside heck, you wait, joke you, waste, you, guys you, is, you can waste yeah okay sorry i was gonna say my inside joke then obviously the the greatest game on the super nintendo is robocop versus terminator so that is a sequel that we needed on the 64 my guys i that's, thought about that one, one too <laughs> it would have been uh, fine if it had been 2d you know <laughs> it would have or a yeah. first person shooter Ooh. Oh, that'd have been tight too. First person shooter like that. I'm trying to remember if I have both the Genesis and the SNES copies of it. I know I've got the SNES copy. I don't know if I got the Genesis now too. But yeah, that was a fun fun game. (laughs) So, yeah, man. So anyway, there's a lot to be said about the N64. We did an N64 episode a long time ago. I don't remember everything we've talked about, but um, man, uh, I think our rose tinted glasses of nostalgia, right? have been uh demystified because you know i don't know it's just not uh, that good <laughs> but uh, it, they're well, fun we want to see how the, i want to see how this golden eye when it comes out on switch how much pop everybody's dying for golden eye dying for golden eye let's see how well it actually does 
right? Well, I don't think it's going to do as good as they think. It's not like you. I don't remember. think it's a. I don't think it's going to do as well as we think too. I think we from the nostalgia factor will have fun with it. And I'm laughing because it's. It reminds me of a meme. No, I'm going to have, have fun you guys with have it, seen yeah. it. But, but it was like a an older gentleman. Uh, I guess he got his butt kicked in Call of Duty by his son, so he hooked up to 64, and as the music oh, comes on, he's yeah, like, yeah, oh! Yeah, yeah. The music song. Yeah, so good. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's so great. That's so great. <laughs> I mean, uh, nostalgia-wise, yeah, it's going to be great, but uh, play-wise, it's not going to be the same, and people think it's going to be the same. It's not. It, just get ready for it, because you're going to have the people complaining, you're going to have the people fussing about it. Have you Leave tried to play? Have you tried to play it on the 64? I mean, have you tried to play it anytime the last five or six years and go back to? Because you know we're so it's, used. To, well, we're so it's used a bit to of a the nightmare. <laughs> we're so used to the the dual, you know, the dual sticks with the yeah. you know the shooting and the moving and all that, and you get back to like we, everything's on one stick, and you're like, what is this? Well, they'll change like, you know, it probably. They'll have to. They'll have to. Well, well they did too, because I mean. I mean, look at well, look, the Switch controllers is dual stick. Yeah, I mean, well, you look at um, well, say yes, they got to reprogram. Like if you look at uh, Jet Force Gemini on Rare Replay, that was a obviously they were single stick. Uh, Same for Perfect Dark, and I can't remember. I mean, Conquerors is on Rare Replay. It's 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 a little bit yeah, but for first person shooters, it's it's different way. You got to look up and down and all that. Yeah, but um, so they got to wet round it on Goldeneye because you don't look up unless you hit your little. R Camera. button to make the crosshairs come up. So, uh, but anyway, yeah. So they they did they did a whole other controller scheme for Jet Force Gemini because it was very difficult on that. On, it used to be, and they had to redo it. And you had to download something, I think. But or no, I don't know if you can download anything. But whatever, it was good. It's good when they changed it. So hopefully they changed that because that's going to be brutal. But it, yeah, if you can play it online and do all that, I mean, it's it'll be a fun little thing for a couple weeks, and then that's I it. Think pl- I think playing it online is what's going to hurt it. Because what was fun about it was playing with your buddies. Now, playing online with just your buddies, yes. You start playing with randoms and everything, you're fixing to get Call of Duty the way it is now and just... Oh, it ain't yeah. going to be that toxic. Oh. They, they're not going to have uh, Mike, death mics and all that. It's well, not going to be that toxic. It's a first-person mic. shooter with insane stuff that happened in, in Goldeneye. The, I remember how don't toxic care it was about sitting on the Golden couch. Okay, so <laughs> I haven't... I haven't, don't care about I, haven't, I, haven't been a to- I have not been a toxic gamer since probably Call of Duty 4. Like, you know, the first Modern Warfare is the last time I can remember being, like, a little toxic with playing, but... You know, I might have to bring out the old toxic gamer, get odd job, get on that sliding knee, and just one chop <laughs> people in the knees for the first day or week. You, it's out. You na- <laughs> you name me one time that you played Goldeneye with your buddies, all couch co op, and you weren't a toxic gamer. You name me one time. Me? No, you're so hey, uh, okay. All, funny, both of us. I, I got, all of us were. All I got of us a funny would call story. each other out. Oh yeah. Funny story with that one though, and so I was talking trash though. It's not toxic Ta- like they have on a uh, well, yeah, Call of Duty though. They get ridiculously toxic. Like, well, we also did kill say yourself. We're gonna, you gonna, worthless. Gonna <laughs> so do dirty M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M- things to each other's mother. Too, yeah, you're gonna so get slain. But that's gonna happen in Golden Eye now. That's our the, age we're in. The '64. The two funny stories along those lines was one was Golden Eye. We were playing with a guy. We were playing on the pyramid, and he unfortunately grabbed the club. And I need one more kill to win. Uh, the, like we're playing like four, you know, one on one on one on one. And he and I ran straight at him because the club never shoots straight. And I was talking smack the entire time, like you ain't killing me with that club, and just ran right up on him with like the RCP ninety or whatever, and just mowed him down. That's one sixty four <laughs> controller that was broke that day. And then uh, 
we used to have WWF No Mercy tournaments in the dorms, and we would do like yeah. um, like tornado tag matches. And me and my oh my, my boy, gosh. me and my boy were like undefeated. We did not lose, and we had a, we had two guys who were talking smack. And um, you guys have played the game enough. We beat them so bad; it was a ladder match. We just purposely left them alive just to mess with them. Like you know, it's like blue danger when you can't move and they're like twitching and convulsing on the. We would just do that and go in the ring and do the 3D, you know, the 3D death drop move on the guy, throw him out the ring, bring the other guy in, yada, yada, yada. That guy never played a 64 game in the dorms after that. We did that to them for 20 minutes just messing with them. You know, just, you know, military guys giving each other a hard time in the dorms, and I never saw that guy play a video game for like a year <laughs> so and a half. I, was, I just thought of a better oh, game. Dude. A better game on Super Nintendo that would have been translated over. Super Tecmo Bowl three could have been t- just a full up football game, man. Oh, with an art with a little you have to stick that you can run all the different directions oh instead God. of just up, down, right. You know what I'm saying? It's just really instead of eight directions, you got three sixty. Oh man. I'm glad they didn't That'd have been so much talk, fun. It, we're talking about the growth of toxic gamers at this point. You you think that, you know, GoldenEye helped birth some toxic to toxicity in gaming, which it did. <laughs> Throw in Tecmo Bowl in there into the 64. You talking about, man, that's skyrocket. Madden would fall so fast. What if they have have an arcade football game for everybody to play instead of Madden? I couldn't even finish the tutorial in Madden 15. I just put it up, man. I couldn't even run it in the end zone for three yards without getting smashed. And a tutorial, dude. You think I'm going to play online? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there's a there's a there's so a topic and a conversation you should have, which is like, where did a genre hit its peak? And if you ask me, I think the PlayStation Tecmo Two, Bowl. maybe PlayStation Three was <laughs> the best time to have sports games. The Maddens, PlayStation and, Two. I, I, I'm leaning more towards the NCAA's. two. There were, yeah, the NCAA football games. Oh my gosh, those were so much fun on the. But that's on, what I'm saying. I, oh, in just, my <sighs> in my opinion, sports games peaked on the on the PlayStation Two. My opinion, beat 'em ups peaked during that Sega Super Nintendo era. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of funny how certain genres kind of just die depending on the console. Some some of have, you know, it's kind of funny because as technology has gotten so great. It's amazing the indie games that have like a lot of the Metroid Vadias uh, or the like the Rogue Lights, you know, or whatever. It's so funny as technology's gotten so great, and then you got guys playing Hades on the Switch, you know, which is a great game. Yep. You know, it's just kind of funny though. Making games to remind us of the old ways, like um, oh, we're the, chain we're the ones who have the money. Oh, so good, Chain Deck. Yeah, <laughs> Chain Deck is so good. We'll talk about that later. But look, Nintendo sixty four. Let's get back on track here first, real <laughs> quick. Final thoughts on the N64. Go swinging. Uh, you got anything you else? Kinda, you you kind of broke my heart, man. I mean, looking back on it, I, I mean, we had fun. It, it, it was nostalgic. Was it a great console? I, no. I don't, I don't, you know, as as consoles keep going and going, I wouldn't sit there. That the 64 would not be in my top three or five right off the top of my head. I had a lot of fun with it, but, I mean, I wouldn't sit there and go, Oh my God! Now Super Nintendo, yes, sixty-four, not so much. Uh, other thing is, this was a right. hard topic to do because, like we all said, I, it's it's hard because of what we just talked about to quote unquote create or think of a good sequel that did not go on the sixty-four. I mean, it's just very like I, I had to go with Uniracers because it was a vehicle game that I could think of. You know, 
That's I mean, if, if you want to find the best answer, Unirasis is probably the best answer that I could think of. Yeah, it's yeah. But it just it just spurred other conversations, you know, like the whole the whole topic. Cool. What you got clear? I'm just gonna leave you with what I said earlier. Revolutionary does not equal greatness. So if you take, uh, you know, my young oldest son, so he's ten, and have him come in here and want to play this. Let's play. Let's play a video game. And I put a Super Nintendo game on him. He'd probably play that before I pulled up any. Well, I don't say any, but a, a classically visual, the N sixty four style of visuals. He would be like, "This this game is, this game's ugly. This game's terrible." But these, you know, those sprites and everything, man, you can play those games still, man, and they're so much fun. And partly because you had to focus on fun factor, because it was the graphics were limited, and you had to focus on writing. You had to focus on, you know character development, stuff like that in terms of uh, creating more powerful character or whatever, you know, equipment, stuff like that. More thing in RPGs, uh, platforming had to be flawless. <clears throat> and so that just kind of shows you, it, I do, that is something to that though, clear about them trying to do the revolutionary thing. Nintendo always had, and their thing for this time was the 3d with this analog stick. And that was their little new thing same way for the motion controls for we don't think either one of those necessarily work they did teach us 3d gaming but um but yeah this is a little weird uh heartbreaking topic here um and so that's what was so intriguing though and i wanted to just kind of get on here and have a little discussion about it so i'm glad you guys uh swinging uh obviously knowledge about it clear like uh your uh inputs there with the with the ninja turtles has a good twist on it so look if you guys like what you hear Go to our website, hnkexp.com. Leave us a review, subscribe, give us a like. Um, it really helps us out. Um, if not, that's fine too. Just keep listening. We really enjoy interacting with you guys and uh, being able to provide this. So thanks a lot. Keep gaming pure. Laters. Take care, everybody. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.